0: Brad Burton, the former drug addict, Brad Burton, the guy who's done four years on benefits, the guy who got shot out when he was 21, whose dad left when he was six months old, the guy who delivered pizzas at 31... Sorry, my bad. Not that Brad Burton. The UK's number one motivational business speaker, the four-time best-selling author, the founder of Network Central. See, two sides of the same coin. All problems have a worst before date. Think about it. You know, you go and buy a a piece of meat, it's got a best before date, right? All problems have a worst before. They get easier. Look at my life. Look at what that terrible thing that happened means that I'm here today. And if you've got to understand that every single decision that your audience has ever made in their entire life, entire life, has brought them to this podcast. Yeah. Just think about how profound that is. So everything happens for the reason. Even any situation that you're in right now, it's happened for the reason. And I always ask this question what is the learning here? And also, this what does this make possible?
1: Welcome to the Eventful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Dodge, and I'm the CEO and founder of the Bournemouth Sevens Festival and the Revolutionary Event Crowd, our new online events course. On this podcast, I speak to fascinating people who have all lived eventful lives. So if you want to hear more like this, make sure you subscribe, leave us a glowing review, and you can follow me on Instagram at Dodge Woodall. I reply to every single message. Brad Burton has one hell of a story. After a horrific incident turned his life upside down, he was forced to flee his hometown of Manchester and start all over again. But Brad is not the type to give up. He's faced bankruptcy, depression, trauma, and now he's the UK's number one motivational business speaker with a massively successful networking business and four published books. He has a gift for communication and motivation and has a real unique approach to business. He says it how it is. Here's the eventful life of Mr. Brad Burton. Brad, welcome to the show, mate. Finally, we made it. Yeah. We made it, you know, through those last 22 months of COVID, we got here. We have got here, mate. Amazing. It is. Let's um, roll all the way back. I want to know where you grew up and how did you become the UK's number one motivational business speaker? So,
0: back in 1973, I was born Hope Hospital, in Manchester. My dad left when I was six months old. Um, and my mum brought me up. And, um, you know, it was, I had a good childhood because people, oh, yeah, yeah. I had a good childhood. My mum brought me up. I left school with no qualifications, uh, a bit of a class clown by all accounts. But kind of fell into, uh, p- almost blagged my way into jobs. I got a job as a computer shop, uh, doing computer, you know, retailing. And then these guys came in, and they tried to get a refund on one of the games, and I let them have it, even though I was snide. Yeah. Day later, I come again with another wanting a refund, and they never bought, it and I went angry about. Mm. I said, I'm going to let you have it this once, but you're having me over there. Mm. I was only a shop boy, and that guy ended up being a um, a journalist on a computer magazine, and he got me in. Ended up becoming a a journalist on a computer magazine, writing reviews. Ended up on Games Master back in 1993. In fact, if you go and Google me, Brad Burton, uh, Games Master, um, you'll see me with PJN Duncan. So, true story from (laughs) you know, 1993. So, bottom line was I kind of blagged my way into it. Whilst I was in that, I then discovered the rave scene, yeah, which is great fun, yeah, right. You know, I had some messy nights. And I wouldn't change a single thing about it, not one thing.
1: Um, what, age, what age are we talking here, Brad, for you? 2021. 20,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah, 22. And then in 20, when I was 22, um, January uh, the 5th, uh, 1995, sorry, January the 2nd, 1995, I got two bullets put through my window. And um, and that really changed everything because I had this kind of happy-go-lucky mentality with everything. And then all of a sudden, you're a know, 21, 22-year-old kid. In Manchester. Salford. Yeah, Salford, yeah. Still got it. Um, you know, you've got bullets put through your window and all of a sudden, you know, all the fun and games kind of stopped being fun and games and mm. life got serious and um, I ended up moving away overnight. Like literally closed my eyes, got a pin and went, where am I moving to? End up in Somerset.
1: Okay. So just roll back there. You said you got a couple of bullets put through. Mm. What was the reason for that?
0: you know what, it's not
1: a fun, pleasant reason. Chapter 2, Get Off Your ass, 2, if anyone's ever in Waterstones, go and have a look at it. So you've written a book called Get Off Your Ass, 2 mm. and it's documented in that book?
0: Second chapter. Okay. You know, and I'll, I'll tell you, listen, like what I say. What happened, Brad? Tell you me what know? happened. I do want to know. All yeah. right, <clears throat> my niece was molested by a family friend and, you know, this is a guy who was a friend of the family for 40, 50 years and under normal circumstances, when you're in Manchester any shit pops off, you've got someone that you could yeah. go to. This would have been my go-to guy. He was a friend of the family and so forth. And um, yeah, not good. And, you know, they wanted the pressure on. My niece actually told me. My niece came up to me and said, listen, this is how what's happened. Was you,
1: how old was your niece at the time? Seven. Wow.
0: So now I've got a family friend. <clears throat> you know, my niece cause it was always someone that could... I always said to her, you know, if you can't ever speak to your mum or your dad, you come see your uncle Brad. Yeah. And uh, I was 21, 22, and she told me what had happened. And I had an op- option, which is, you know, as a young kid, you don't think like this, yeah. but the options were do nothing, go after this individual myself, yeah. go to the police. Yeah. And actually I assessed this real time. And um, and I made the decision to tell uh, her mum uh, what had happened. And um, yeah, just dark time. So my life changed overnight. And then the pressure was on death threats, this, that, and the other. And actually all I was doing was protecting my family. Mm. And I think in situations like this, something I look back at now, and I look at why that kind of shaped me as an individual, because you don't know what the fuck's coming your way, right, at any point. And it's that ability to be able to deal with pressure, mm. that ability to be able to deal with whatever comes your way and make the appropriate decision. We made the decision, and that decision was to go to the police. Now I had information, which I could have dropped on you know, this, this situation. I, I said nothing about anything, so we kept it on on topic, effectively. Um, yeah, so that wasn't a good situation. This guy got put on remand. Two bullets went through my window. First time I've ever spoke about. It.
1: Yeah. Ever. Wow. Uh, on on, yeah. on January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. He got put in remand. <clears throat> Did he get put away?
0: Nope. Because what happened is um, we went to court and. It was the first ever case of a um, video interview, the, the, yeah. the, the CCTV thing.
1: So, what were we talking in mid nineties? Nineteen ninety-five.
0: Ninety-five. Yeah. Okay. And um, you know, the family were witness, and it was thrown out on a technicality due to my client being perceived as the big bad wolf with the seven-year-old training yeah. what, doing the big bad wolf story. Yeah, just the technicality thrown out. And you know, and and but if you look at that dodge, mm.
1: I wouldn't be sat here if it wasn't for that. Yeah. Right, let's just put this in perspective. Everything happens for a reason for Mate. you to move down to Sunset. <laughs> okay, get away from that scene. Written four books, yeah. started a
0: business up. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, you know, you look at COVID, I'm sure we'll get to it, but you look at our situation, and it's like, oh, it's terrible. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. I would not be sat here. they would been no all Brad Burton, the UK's number one motivational business speaker. They know four books, they've been no Four networking, Network Central, da, 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 da. Yeah. and all the lives that have been impacted as a result of that. So everything happens for a reason. And mm. it's something that, my life would have been fundamentally different if that incident hadn't happened. And no one could tell me that was a good thing. Don't get me wrong, that's not a good thing. Yeah. Right? But actually, some good comes out of every bad.
1: Yeah. Did you ever feel like you wanted revenge when that happened?
0: Oh, absolutely. I we mean, i on camera, so I'm not going to say anything further beyond yeah. that. But yes, the options were always there. Yeah. And, and that's something which I kind of defined who I am, which is I'm not that guy. Yeah. I'm not that guy. Right? I might have thought I was. Yeah. But actually... I'm not that guy. I'm a nice guy. I know I've got a face like a football hooligan, mm. right? But what are you going mm, for? Right, but you, but you know- <laughs> it's you, true. No, no, but li- listen, <laughs> listen, you know, it's, it's, it, it, I, I know what I look like, I know what I am. Yeah. And I think where I've managed to find my life is really a case of, 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 of recognizing who I am, yeah. right? Recognizing every element of me, you know, uh, shaved hair tattoos from Salford, Manchester, but I'm not a drug dealer. Mm anymore because we can all change. And that's what it's about, it's about change. And I think anyone, we can all be a better version of ourselves, I can never be you, you Mm. can never be me, but what we can be is a better version of ourselves. And that's what I'm really about now It's about, look, whatever's gone before has gone before. The past is the past, do not allow that past to hold you back, allow it to form. You know, if you think about, have you ever played the Dungeons and Dragons game or computer game, Mm. you start off as a level one wizard, right? Level one wizard and you can do two magic missiles and a little goblin and then all of a sudden you've got to sleep to get your energy back. Level 20 wizard, you know, hundreds of fireballs, uh, magic missiles, can take on dragons, can take on orcs. What's the difference between a level one wizard and a level 20 wizard? Yes. It's the battles that you've had, but not only the battles that you've had, because so many people are in a bad place again. They have battles, but they don't learn from it. That's what, in, in these characters, in these games, is why you level up, yeah. is the experience. And so many people, they have these terrible things happen in life, and they do just enough to get away from it. What I've done is I've gone back to everything in my life and said, right, what was the lesson here Mm. that I didn't pick up? And actually what the lesson is in this situation is about resilience. I did the right thing and I wouldn't change a single thing about the way that I handled that because I could have Mm. definitively got him Mm. lifted. I chose not to do any
1: of that. I played it fair, even though he didn't. Mm. When you left Salford Mm. to go down to Somerset, um, did did you leave with fear?
0: Yeah, I yeah. thought my life was over. Mm. You know, when you get a proper death threat, proper one, it can be quite rattling and unnerving and yeah. unsettling. <clears throat> That's what it was. So I thought that my life was over because mm. I was told it was, right? So as a 22-year-old kid, I'm now living every day like it's my last. Yeah. Right? So I'm getting reckless. I'm doing daft shit mm. because, it, you know, I'm never going to survive anyway. Yeah. And the problem is I kind of carried that, that, that on throughout my life. And it was only like recently, or not recently, maybe 10 years ago, when yeah. I realized maybe, just maybe, it's time to go. Guess what? You know, that train isn't coming down the path mm. and you're living like it is. And I see a lot of people do this. They try to catch up the time. So it was a fearful yes. And I remember sitting on Western Superman High Street <clears throat> and um, I was watching people go past, right? So, and I went to the doctors, and I got some Prozac or Fluoxetine. So this is 95, 96. Mm and i look back now and go what was going on there because i was depressed yeah what was going on there i was grieving mm. right and when you grieve the first thing you do is denial so the first thing i've moved to western super denial oh yeah i'll be able to go back to my mates and everything that he once was and then you get angry then you get depressed yeah. then you get acceptance we're all grieving and i look back now and that lesson as soon as you get to acceptance the sooner you can move on because you've got to get to acceptance. When anyone's ever lost anyone or whatever, you've got to get to acceptance. The same goes for this kind of COVID in the last 20 odd months. So many people are depressed. So many people are angry. So many people were in certainly early doors, denial. So that kind of lessons that have carried me from 25 years ago
1: kind of serve me now as well. Mm. How long did it take you to fully get over that situation?
0: Great question. You're good at this stuff. Um, probably 10 years. Wow. 10 years, and now I could process it faster, I think, but then you don't have the tools. If you think about your brain, the way that I look at the world, it's almost like a operating system, right? So if you think about, you wouldn't have Windows 95 on any of the PCs here. Right? Because, you know, it's open, it's flawed. But what ends up happening is people end up with their old programming mm. and they can't get beyond that. So, you know, from my perspective, now the way that I look at stuff, my ability to deal with problems is a whole lot greater than ever before. But, yeah, definitively about 10
1: years, I wow. think. Wow. Nope. And, that, and that's 10 years of getting a bed, waking up, thinking about it. No, 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 no. no, no. I'll be lying to no, you if that okay. was the case. The, uh, the initial bit, yeah. right? That was probably
0: two years, three yeah, years, okay. right? But, but actually not being able to reconcile
1: what's happened, maybe about 10 years. Wow. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. Let's move on then. You've written four books. (laughs) You're UK's number one motivational business speaker. Mm -hmm. Tell me how you got into that. So people often ask me this, Dodge, in terms of these interviews, you know, how did I
0: become the UK's number one motivational business speaker? I just made a fucking website and said in the UK's number one motivational business speaker. <laughs> so, mate, simple as that. Yeah. Mate, let me tell you something. Yeah. <clears throat> if I was to go and get 100 people yeah. and I say to 100 people who are in my game and say, oh, who's the UK's number one motivational business speaker? You'd have 100 different names. Yeah. Right. It's a bit like me and you over at Sevens and there's a 20 quid on the floor go, hey Dodge, 20 quid there on the mm. floor go and pick it up and you go, you, you, you saw it first, you yeah. pick it up, you're an hero, you pick it mm. up and whilst we're talking about it, boom, big Dan comes along and has it away. Yeah. Right? So so all of a sudden and now we're recriminated for fuck's sakes, fucking told you to do it.
1: Yeah.
0: I looked at this and I went, This game's wide open. Yeah. Right? There's there's no one doing it properly.
1: Mm.
0: Lots of people who've gone over Mount Kilimanjaro on a on a on a unicycle and mm. a pack of Mac. Do you know what I mean? No, oh, been up you know, k K
1: two
0: Yeah, that's lovely. Mm. Got nothing on me. Mm. So, so really, the, I think what I became is I've been a motivational speaker for people that don't like motivational speakers. I'm, I'm as real as it gets, yeah. I'm dead honest about everything. And I think that, um, you know, people laughed and dismissed me every step of the way. And you know this, yeah. right? Oh, boy, you can't be running it with COVID. You can't be running sevens at COVID. Come yeah. on, you're mad. You're mad. You're mad. You're mad. Then all of a sudden, boom! You're flicking to being a genius, yeah. right? Clients: JCB, Costa, Bentley,
1: Zero, NHS. The list goes on, mm. right? What well, they're what they're all employing you to come and do. Not, not employ me, but, but yeah, 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 to book you to come and do talks yes, in but, their offices.
0: No, to their conferences, no. I mean. yeah, wow, yeah, stuff. You know, and I'll, there's something that Bentley Global used uh, management team, uh, which is their principal for making decisions. And the reason that Bentley Global use it is because I taught it to me, Brad Burton, the former drug addict. Brad Burton, the guy who's done four years on benefits, the guy who got shot out when he was 21, whose dad left when I was six months old, the guy who delivered pizzas at 31. Sorry, my bad. Not that Brad Burton. The UK's number one motivational business speaker, the four-time best-selling author, the founder of Network Central. See, two sides of the same yeah, coin. Yeah. You go back far enough to anyone. And this is what the thing people do on oh, Brad Burton. Shush. Right, You go back far enough to anyone, you're going to find something questionable. If I was to go rewind your life, I'm sure somewhere along the way, Brad, come on. I'm sure somewhere along the way I'd find something questionable. Yeah, And this is what we do in our lives. We're so scared about people seeing that side of who we once yeah. were. Yeah. That side of who we once were. It's is made us who we are today. Mate, totally. So, so you know, when I'm getting booked and I've got people saying to me, well, Brad, you're never going to get booked jeans, trainers, T-shirt and so forth. Why not? Well, you need to wear a three-piece suit and you need to be more professional, Brad, mm-hmm. in order to... That's fine, but here's the thing, if I end up being that guy to get booked, I think every time that we do something that isn't us, we lose a piece of ourselves, yeah. And that is where people go wrong in business. They end up pretending to be something they're not in order to win business. And I don't ever, I, I genuinely don't believe that you will find true success in your life while you're fucking being something that you're not yeah. to win business. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying, right? You know. Would I get but more if I wore a three-piece suit and a pocket watch? Mm. You know what I mean? And and, and a monocle? No, right? But this is the thing I remember back in the day when it... (laughs) <laughs> but when I was in the office, back in the day when I used to work for places, you know, I was the Northern monkey with this Cyro fucking Sotero t-shirt on, a, a suit on for 149 quid because, yeah. so I was trying to fit in, looking at the apprentice, right? He's got <clears throat> matching pink socks and a matching pocket square, right? That's what I need to do yeah. to find success. And and each time I was doing that, I'm just a laughing stock in the office. Yeah. Look what Brad looks like. Yeah. So I'm never going to be that guy, but nobody can, apart from you, can wear a pair of trainers better than me. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's about being yourself. That's what success is. Success is not only about about money, trappings, offices, da, 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 mm. da. it's about being yourself, but, it's about being happy, it's
1: about being content. And so many people that elude like, them, all they've got is money. Yeah, agree, totally agree. So tell me, mm. you've written four books. When did you write your first book and what was it?
0: This one, get off your ass. So I wrote this back in 2008, I wrote it, and it was voted by the best business book, mm. uh, 2009, uh, by my mum. Now, <laughs> He yeah, just says that. Oh, as well. <laughs> right. Right. So so that was a little bit cheeky. Yeah. I thought, right, bum. So I did that, right? And <laughs> Love guess what? It. Right. Yeah. So, but, and then got people saying, he's oh, by his mum. But now they're talking or laughing. Yeah. Well, that's funny. So I wrote that. <clears throat> and everyone said to me at the time, you can't call a book Get Off Your Ass.' Why? It's an offensive title. You won't get it in Waterstones. <laughs> 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 so guess what I did? I wrote it. I called it Get Off Your Ass,' And I rang up the chief buyer of Waterstones for eight weeks every single mm. day. Right, and eventually he accidentally picked the phone up. Oh, hi, Brad, how are you? Uh, I've been meaning to come back to you. Uh, Hi, Steve, yeah. um, No problem, buddy. Can I come and see you and just have a a sort of half hour and tell you a little bit about this book? Sure. True story. Went to see him, Waterstorms HQ, and I went there, and I sat there, best way to describe it, he was like Mr Burns. Yeah, yeah. Went to see him, right? Yeah, yeah. So, Brad, why are you here? I said... uh, you're the chief buyer at Waterstones. I've got a business but What do you fucking think? I didn't say <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, didn't yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah. I thought it. Yeah. I said, Steve, can I be honest with you? As said, really honest. He said, sure. I said, I've got no idea what I'm doing. Mm. And he burst out laughing. Mm. He said, are you being serious? I says, mate, I've got no idea what I'm doing. I've just rang you up. And he laughed. He said, that's the best sales pitch I've had in 20 mm. years. I said, there is no point in me trying to, you blag to blag you. it. Yeah. Right. I says, yeah. blagging I get you so far. So and he, anyway, he, he, he took it and, and it in Stones. but I just, that's a good example of it. But once again, I don't have a three piece suit and a monocle, mm. don't have a degree, but what I've got is I've got three things, uh, you know, I've got ideas, I've got vision and belief. Yeah. And it's about belief. belief, it's about belief. And if you is, don't 100% yeah. believe, 100% believe, yep. not 99.9, mm. 100% believe you're finished. Agree. And I see so many people that've got these, you know, investment and in this, that and the other, but they don't, if you punch them in the mouth, they won't want to do the business again. Yeah. Punch you in the mouth, you go, right, What well, we've got to go again. Yeah. That's, yeah. And that's the difference. So, so what is your book about? Mm. Well, each of them, funny enough, uh, they say a story, all of them, uh, get off your ass! really is about how I started a business off from nothing, £25,000 in personal debt. And that was twenty five grand in debt on daft cars, televisions that I no longer own, yeah, right? Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean, right? Yeah. Mr. Supra, three yeah. litre turbo, don't have a pot to piss in, can I put a fiver in, right? That. Um, and, and actually, it was about starting a business off, the reality of what it's like to start a business off. Whinging wife, low sales, no sales, depression. You know, my view, it was just about private number plates and spinny chairs and BMW 5 series. And, hi, Nigel, how are you? You know, <laughs> Nigel. No, sure. right, but you what know what I mean, yeah. right? But the reality is, is like, you're in this situation where the wife's on full-time employment. I'm sat there, um, you know, watching Jeremy Kyle, w- waiting for the phone to ring. And my wife's like, how's it going? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's going really well. I'm, I've got lots of irons in the fire. Brad, when irons in the fire start, you know, HSB start taking irons in the fire for mortgage payments. You let me know. Yeah. Um, so that's the reality of what it was like. Now, if I had not survived, then this would have been a myth. Yeah. Right? Because actually, you know, 94% of businesses don't don't survive over 10 years. That's right. That's, that's the stat. That's right. So so Get Off Your ass. really is about the Bible for what it's like to start a business off with fuck all, mm. with, with, with just ideas, daft ideas, vision. And I'll tell you something that I had back there, and I wish I could have got this skill back. Naivety.
1: I love naivety, mate. Mate, that's the key, mate. I love naivety. Yeah, everything I, I've everything everything I've personally done, has been been naive to it. Look at it, and not having a not having any get route to go down or following anyone, or just going for it. Totally, yeah. it's all naivety, and you can never get that back. And I yeah. say that to
0: people when people come to me to mentor them or whatever. I go look, tell me your daft idea. Unworkable.
1: Go for it. Yeah.
0: As long as you learn, and this is what you need to do, people need to recognise that the only way that you learn is by making mistakes. The only way you make mistakes is by making decisions. The only way you make decisions is by making decisions. Yeah. I've got the best thing about decision-making. We'll get to it later. Yeah. So Get oh. Off Your ass was really about starting that thing. And then somewhere along the way, I kind of fell into this Get Off Your ass
1: 2, which was really about motivation. So that just, that's your second book? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that was... And the so really, the first one is about what people go through in business. Starting a business. Starting of, a business. Totally. And then your second one mm. is about...
0: As it is about me motivating other people to do what I've done to do okay, but what the reason let me tell you, and I know I don't think I've ever shared this before, I'm going to share it now because it's you. Reason I put that in the second chapter, but <clears throat> what in the second chapter? That situation,
1: what going back to soul food and getting Sh- shot at, yeah, all in
0: the second chapter. Okay. And people go on the, what I don't understand is in a business yeah. book, it was an insurance policy. So if anything happened to me, boom.
1: Okay. Right. So that's what that was. Is his name in there?
0: No. Okay. No way. Hmm. Yeah. No way. No. 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 And uh, like I say, anyway. So bottom line is, is I, I did that um, with with that intent. Now, when it got serious, I started making proper money. I've never had a pot to piss in. Lived in council estates above chippies. You know what I mean, right? Now I'm making money now, mm. proper money. And all of a sudden, mushy, you, mushy peas up there. Uh, mushy peas and gravy. Yeah. We- <laughs> but although saying that living in Somerset, it don't do any. Of that. Don't do that. So <laughs> you're going posh on us now, right? I mean? <laughs> and the um, waitrose now, friend. So. I tell you what, honestly, <laughs> my my dad would be spinning his grave and seeing him there, going, "Oh, are these olives are these." Uh? <clears throat> um, so, so, so interestingly, though, life started going well. You know, I, I got this four year business, and
1: it was a national. So just, just, just hmm. old, just a bit. Go wrote the book about how to start a business and what you go through. Yeah. Just. Touch upon what people will go through if they're starting a business. Mm-hmm. You, you you spun through it quickly yeah. about a moaning, wife, yeah. about sitting there waiting for the phones, the sales to come mm-hmm. in. What other stuff can we talk about here? Starting so, a business?
0: So let's just look at those things in that, you know, often in life is that people want to get investment. The problem with, with investment is it's not real, yep. right? It's not real. Because actually, so anyone ever approaches me about investment, I go, do you have a house and a mortgage? You go, yeah, so why aren't you giving that on it? Yeah. Hey, eh? well, well, my wife doesn't want it. So do you 100% believe in it? Yeah. Does she? Well, no. Okay. So you want me to 100% invest in something that you don't 100% believe in. Mm. How does that work? Yeah. And this is what I've realised is that that's the first question anyone's going to get. When somebody comes through the door asking for investment, the first question I ever bounce back is that, why are not you putting your own money in? Mm. It's Same. Got,
1: Same.
0: It doesn't make no sense to me. Yeah. You know, you ain't doing me a favor. And I'm not being, if you can't deal with these hard questions now, then you're gone. So the whole thing about that is that you are going to get Mm. self-doubt. Self-doubt is massive. Mm. And some days you wake up, and you're like, yeah, boom, bulletproof, let's go. Some days you wake up, and actually, you know what? I'm not bulletproof. I'm not feeling myself here. So I'm not going to get involved in that. However, Mm. the problem is, when you're starting a business off, you don't have that luxury. Right now, you yeah. might be all sitting on your ass, "Guys, I'm just going up to the appointment." Not really going to yeah. sit with a copy of the mirror over here sleeping, right? But when you first start off, you've got <laughs> <laughs> truth, <laughs> order. So you're laughing because you know it's true, <laughs> right? But you see what I'm saying. So the whole thing really is about you don't have a hiding place. That's right. You, right when you have got to juggle everything,
1: <sighs> everything,
0: PR, post, the, 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 the lot. And I think that's what I've been quite good at. Mm. I've been thinking, of, you know, when you start a business off, you're more market trader than managing director. Yes. Right. And that's what people but people have come from corporate jobs and they've been managing directors and, and director Nigel's. They go
1: solo that they, they don't know what to do. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. But when they had Janine on reception, they had the you know what I mean, right? <laughs> Morning, Janine. Right? <laughs> you know, all that. And all that's fell away. And the problem is, it goes back down to what I said, which is they've not moved on. Yeah. This is still locked in Windows ninety-five mindset. They yeah. still think they're fucking working at you know, Glasgow, whatever, Cooper. Right. And actually they're not, they're now a one man band. So you've got to kind of flip that. The reality is not everyone's going to see your vision. You're going to have people like my wife, the minute I walked out, December the 16th, 2004, told my employer to shove his job up his ass. Mm. Wonderfully liberating experience for those three hours whilst I drove home, and married. I've gone shit, open the door, and boom. Standing before me, eight and a half stone of common sense. My wife, she says, you're yep. home early. You're here to look after baby Ben while I go shopping. That's one way to look at it, Kerry. The other way is I told my employer to shove the job up their ass. What do you think, uh, Dodge? My supportive wife said, She said, You're a fucking idiot. Why couldn't you keep your mouth shut for five days and get your Christmas pay? And so she said. She did. That's all she said. Get your Christmas pay. <laughs> so, but she was right. And yeah. anyway, I said, Look, it's fine. I'm going to start this business off. It's going to be cool. Tears. Now, at that
1: point. Tears from you or from your missus? From her. Okay. You said you're going to ruin this family on your insistence yeah. on starting a business off. Because there's no uh, guaranteed income.
0: Right. Yep. And, and there's no guaranteed income. Anyway, it's mm. a fucking myth. Mm. Right. I've seen this. This is the other thing. Oh, yeah, but at least you know where you stand with a proper job. Mm. No, you don't. Mm. You know exactly where you stand when you're running on your business. Yeah. Fucking skint. get used to it. Yeah. Right. Because you eat last. Yep. That's how it is. Some bosses say, oh, you need to get your money out first. <laughs> <laughs> lovely. You
1: eat last, always. Lovely yeah. romantic vision. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: you need to definitely make certain that you always pay yourself first. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. So my life was about Coinstar machines.
1: Twos and ones.
0: Twos and ones, right? Say that again. Coin star. Right. Coin is
1: it what, getting money at the arcade machines?
0: No, no, no. Coin is when you get all your twos and ones of your glove compartment, right, and down the back of the sofa, yep. you go and get a plastic bag, go to Morrison's and go and put them in the top of a machine. Yep. It goes, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then spits out a receipt, 50 quid, less 8%. Yeah. That's what my life was because I had no money. Yeah. So everything, I had no money to go, I had, you know, I had nothing, no nothing to so fall what,
1: back on. So what business did you start
0: up then? So I started marketing business off, Okay. marketing business. So I had a loose tickle with marketing. I always had a bit of a flair for marketing. So I started marketing business off, um, did 26 grand first year, halfway through the second year was on 48 grand. And then I came up with this idea of this networking organization for networking. And I decided that, you know, you can't go left and right at the same time. Brexit, I want to leave, I want to stay, you know, um, I want to get divorced, I want to be free and single. And and you end up with this kind of halfway house. Mm. I went bollocks to this. I threw my business in the bin, the, the marketing business, and I went onto four networking and put all my eggs in that basket, and it panned out. Mm. And what year did
1: you start four networking? Two thousand 2006.
0: And I walked out on the December the sixteenth,
1: two thousand and four. Mm. So, were you? Did you have a year of planning this, or were you thinking, you know, because the, you know, wasn't there wasn't. So social media back then. No, no, no. But I created me on social media platform. Yeah, which is ironic because I'm doing the same now. But mm. you know, the whole
0: thing was I looked at business networking. Have you ever been to any? Yes or no. No right. So imagine. It's not my bag. No, mate, I get it. I get it. I get it.
1: Well, it is because you're business networking all day long. When we you and I met on Clubhouse. Yeah, but we're we we people. When I clock people, they're good. I, get it. I don't have business cards. No, I don't no. go to these networking right. events right. to meet right. people. Right. You right. just meet people. So you, so so you, you, you know. do that. Yeah.
0: But ninety nine percent of people don't do that. Okay. Ninety nine percent of people were like me, sat yeah. in my box room, aggressively waiting for the phone to ring. Yeah. Right. So that's what we did with with this whole networking stuff. Is I created a networking organization. I looked at it in political terms. you had the loony left of network where nothing quite happened. It was all very nice, Chablis and Volavance and all that. And then you had the hardcore, right? Uh, Where's your leads? Where's your referral? You've got to attend. them. thinking, where was the mainstream of networking? I looked at the gap and I based my business for networking back on on New Labour 1997. I copied it. I copied Mm. New Labour. Mm. I went, they came into a congested marketplace and they made the establishment look old-fashioned and footy today. So
1: what actually, to the listeners understand here, Mm. what is for networking? You go to an event, is there like a hundred people in a room? Are you hosting it? Are you right. on stage? Well, tell yeah. me what happens. So it works. so
0: effectively, if you imagine that this is a four networking meeting with three people, it wouldn't be. But let's say there's 20 people in three the room. Free networking. Yeah, nice. I've got, got that as well. <laughs> I've got it as well. Right. So you imagine <laughs> 20 people in the room here. We all stand up. I am Brad, them this, that, and the other forty seconds. I sit down, you sit down, but you stand up and but bub- goes on the table. Yeah. And you think, ah. Gentleman over there, it's in production. I wouldn't mind speaking to him. Yeah. So you've got your three business cards. You write number one, number two, number three. And I go to D and say, hey D, can we, um, can we swap a card? Yeah. You say, yeah, number one, please. He swaps a card with number one. I swap number one, I've got his. Somebody grabs me. And now we've got three 10-minute appointments to have a rabbit. Brilliant. That's the simplicity Simple of it. Simple as that. But thousands of groups we run, I started with one, ended up with 5,000 before COVID. Yeah.
1: Right? So, and the so, great thing so, is, so, members could go anywhere as well. Anywhere. So, if you're a member of Four Network mm-hmm. and you could go to any networking anywhere. event across the country, Correct. and were you putting these events all the way around the UK? Totally. So, so we, if, give me some examples, some locations. So anywhere you want. So, you start
0: off over Somerset, Bridgewater, Taunton, uh, Western Supermare, Bristol, Gloucester, Cheltenham, Birmingham. Kenwood okay, so everywhere,
1: and will you be at those? No, 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 of course. Okay. I can't, I've got teams. Yeah, okay. So I've
0: got a teams and structure in place. Mm. Um, so so that you listen, that was uh, at its height, probably two point three mil business. Um, mm. March fifteenth, uh, one point eight six, one
1: point eight something like that, and then gone. So March fifteenth, just before the pandemic hit in yeah. twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. there.
0: So you were building
1: this. You were building this business up over what 14, 15
0: years. Yeah, yeah. But I had other businesses, so I had the management team and stuff. So know, mm. she's cool. So going back to the books. Yeah. So, so, so that really was uh, starting up. This was my really finding my way to actually my words were talking to people. Uh, you know, like genuinely, like the reviews on this—I don't know, maybe 400 reviews, five-star reviews—and okay, after you've got your mates, did do the first ten. Yeah. The rest were fucking real, yeah. and I'm like, "This is mad." So somewhere along the way, then I go speaking at my <laughs> events. Listen, I'm waiting for somebody to find me out. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm waiting to come out here in So19 has Flash Bangane <laughs> on oh, yeah. the floor. Oh, no, it's, it's, all, it's all on. Or Jeremy
1: Beadles ending around so the corner. storey. Yeah. We've
0: <laughs> zoomed in, Boston. You know, so 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 this was about um, me, kind of people when I was. So speak, your second book is hmm. about. Motivating other people to, okay. to find their what they have. to are, find their gift, kinda. Yeah. And then when it really got interesting was this life business just got
1: easier. I so wrote, this is your this is your third book. What year did you write your twenty twelve? And this is called Life Business Just Got Easier. Yeah,
0: yeah. And 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 you know what was crazy about that is seemingly in my life was going great, and yet I was shot to pieces. I call it success. I was ill. Yeah. I remember. So I must have been ill
1: mentally, <sighs> in the mind. Why? Yeah. Just sheer pressure, sheer pressure of running your own business. No, sheer pressure of everything. everything. I'd lost control. Remember what I talked yeah. about
0: before, which was living recklessly. Yes. Right. So back in the day, I've been addicted to drugs twice. And um what, what drugs? Coke. Okay. Coke great fun. Right. Um <laughs> But 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 you know you, you, the thing the, the thing is right, and this is what and, I'm no but yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I'm not getting to you from you're an interview me, but I just I just think that. People decry drugs as being terrible and I've had some great times on them. I've yeah. like some of the most amazing, mind blowing,
1: lovely just oh, anyway, children really doing good. them. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> right? So yeah. so you know but what Was, was it in- cocaine and ecstasy and, and weed? Oh back in the day. Was it right? everything? Yeah, yeah. Speed. Back in the day. No, oh
0: God, we're talking 1993, 1993-94 with yeah. speed, but yeah. um it was funny, I was in a nightclub probably three years ago and somebody offered me some drugs and uh, I have no idea what these drugs are anymore. Yeah. I don't know if you're supposed to smoke them. They, I didn't have them. They called it something, and they don't even know what it was. Oh, no, I'm, I'm mad, me. You know what I mean? I'm flat out because I can't move for the amount of drugs I've done tonight. You know, and the reality is I'm now that old bastard in a, in a rave, right? You know, trying to look mean, but actually I'm thinking, why aren't my legs working? There's a reason for that, is because you're not 19 anymore. off yeah. your tits and knees. But I couldn't believe it. They offered me some drugs and I genuinely... Like, if you'd have said to me, right, we're on, you know, uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Do you smoke? It's, it's not... I've got no idea. It just shows you how want to touch one. True yeah, story. It was a yeah. rave over in Birmingham. The O2. <laughs> anyway, um, so,
1: so with this, my life was falling apart. And mm. it was like almost... So, the, so the, your life was falling apart from whatever had gone on in the past, then moving down to Somerset, then setting up a business... Just everything come on top. And this was 2012, was it?
0: Oh, everything was going wrong. Everything that could go wrong with marriage, everything that was going wrong with the business, with with legals, just stuff. And it was like, and you probably encountered this, is that no matter how benign you are, no matter how well-intentioned you are, that somebody will say, Dodge is a cunt, right? He's a bad bastard. And you're like, what hang about? Where did this come from? Because someone's got a beef. and it's just like that. And and what ends up happening is like, you know, if you've got an office full of, let's say a thousand people, 10 people in that office won't like you. Mm. Regardless, right? You could be the, you know, it doesn't mean it could be Gandhi and someone won't like you. If you've got an office of, 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 of 10,000 people, you'll have 100 people that don't like you. I've been running a network since 2006 with thousands of members. Yes. Some okay. people, you know, oh, it doesn't work for me. It's Brad Burton's fault. Nothing to do with me. I'm a web designer uh, and, and it doesn't work, this, this organization, yet I can give you a web designer where it does work. They don't like that. They then go onto social media, Brad right, Burton's. Okay. Right. Okay. So,
1: so I had this. And Mm. I've never encountered this. I don't know how you do it. So there's just a load of stuff going on. So there was negativity going around by certain people which would trigger you and you didn't know how to deal with that negativity.
0: Um, I knew exactly how to deal with that negativity, old school, but you can't do that. So therefore, it's like, you're now having to be this political animal, but then you've got people jumping on you who've done bad stuff and they've got bundled out of the network for ripping people off, but they're not going on social media and saying, oh, Brad removed me from the network because I'd ripped some
1: people off or done some bad business. They go on the network and say, Brad Burton's this, that, and the other. But Surely you're just a facilitator. You're a facilitator of people at events to say, I'm going to bring you all in. You're a graphic designer. Dodge. You're in that, you're in that. Put Dodge. your heads together, Dodge, crack on. You're
0: going to have a fight mm. at your place at Sevens. Mm. It's on you, mm. right? If you have a
1: fight or stabbing, it's on you. Yeah, Even as, the, it's not uh, as you. the owner of the festival.
0: And people will say,
1: see, bad security, don't do the check, or you see festivals where someone's overdosed and died on right. drugs. It then goes back to the promoter, right. the right. owner, right? Mm. of course.
0: So it doesn't make no difference how well-intentioned you are with your water fountains and this that and the other. You've got that. So that was going on. Yep. Personal problems are going on. Uh, all sorts of legal stuff going on, which actually business legal stuff, mm. right? Which was going on. The whole thing just got mm. as much. And I tell you something. You know, you go and lift a weight, and you lift a weight, and it's and it's and it's heavier. You've got a limit on your bench press, a hundred kilo or whatever yeah. it is, right? You know, you go put 101 on there, you're in trouble. Mm. Your brain is a muscle, mm. right? It can only take so much. And when a pint pot is filled to the top, you go and put some more in, and guess yeah. what? It's now getting messy. Now you're paranoid about it getting messy. The whole thing, the whole thing just went wrong. And you? had a nervous breakdown.
1: You had a nervous breakdown.
0: Proper, proper. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you two two stories. One, I'm I'm walking my dog Tyson, Labradoodle, Doodle. True story. Back in the days, no longer with us. But I remember walking him. You know, I got my big posh house. Uh, from someone who's living in council estates all my life, I've mm. got myself a posh house. Mm. No one's getting shot in the village. Mm. And I remember crying, saying, and mean, my, my vision was all carpal. It was like he was coming down, mm. right? Not done any drugs for whatever it was at the time, ten years, or whatever, right? And um, I remember saying, "I just want to feel normal. Crying. I just want to feel normal. I just want to feel normal. I just want to feel normal. Broken. Gone. Shot to pieces." just everything that went wrong. And that's what this was about, about rebuilding, that when you recognise that life, business just got easier, it's at a point when you realise that you can't do everything, yeah. that you realise that, you know, we can't all be Elon Musk. And this is the problem is what ends up happening in life is, uh, oh, yeah, you want to be Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Imagine the amount of headaches that guy's got. Yeah, like. Right? Everything. Like, true. He yeah, yeah, can't headache. walk around and go yeah. for a pint. It, 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 so his life is completely changed. And You've got to say to yourself, like me, when I go to Disney, go to Disney, right, I don't go at the top Disney hotel because they'd want you to wear a tie or a maitre d, and I don't even know what a d is, mm. right? I know what the name is, but I don't know what they do or mm. whatever. But, so now all of a sudden, I'm at a top hotel and I'm having to wear a pink, again, uh, polo shirt and this mm. and that, but that's not me. So really what this was about is about finding your level. And I see what happens in life and so many people is that, you know, Elon Musk, and then you've got Jeff Bezos and you've got this that, and the other. And so many people compare, if I was to compare me to uh, Richard Branson on a scale of one to 10, right? I'm like a one, mm. Right. On, the, on his scale. Mm. If I was to compare me now to me 20 years ago, yeah. I'm a 10. Yeah. So now in my mind's out, I'm walking on like I'm a 10 yeah. on purpose. I compare me to me. Yeah. And I think that that's what this was about, a turning point. Stop it. What is the game that you're playing here? Mm. You've got 5,000 meetings across the UK. No, you want to take it global. Why? Mm. Why do you want to take it global? Yeah, because then you'll be able to fly first class everywhere and and you'd be having a sky bed. I've got a perfectly good bed at home. Why am I doing this? Because society tells me what we should be. I had some fucking idiot on Clubhouse say to me, oh, you've got self-limiting beliefs. Uh, Mm. Let me tell you something. I'm a council kid Mm. who's written four books. Mm. I speak at the highest level in the Mm. UK. I've got my own business. I've got my own office, got my own staff. And yet I've got self-limiting beliefs. Mm. So what am I doing this now for? Somewhere along the way, I've got something to prove to you. Mm. So now I'm going to work 48, you know, let's be, the uh, no illusions here. Yeah. I'm, I'm halfway all my life yeah. at, the, at the greatest spent. So I'm going to do what? To appease you. To mm. do it for your life. And that's what this was about. Mm.
1: Powerful, mate. <laughs> Powerful.
0: But most people don't do this. Because no, it's what happened, Dodge, is they just want to make more money because society tells them they but need what, to make more
1: money. Why? But what, I, I reverse engineer, what do you want? No one ever asked that. What do you want? How much money do you want? Is it about money? Is it about I'm purely about lifestyle business. Get it. I want a good number. Um, I want I want all staff to be happy. I want it to be a nice enjoying what we're doing. Because I know what I want. Mm. I don't want to be a billionaire. I don't want to go grow be a global this and do this yeah. and do this. You know? Yeah. So But but this is the problem. But it's comparison. If everyone dropped the comparison, it makes life so much nicer. Mate. Compare you, yourself to how you were yesterday. <laughs> Mate, how
0: simple is that? Let me tell you something. I say this to people. I say I'm going to ask you now, and Mm. I want you to be dead honest. Mm. Is your life perfect? No. Is your business perfect? No. Right. If you go on Instagram, all you'll see is perfect lives and perfect businesses. I've been asking for the last eight weeks to business owners when I speak, put your hand up if your life is perfect, not a single hand. Mm. Put your hand up if your business is perfect, not a single hand. But you could kid yourself mm. when you're down. You're going mm. on Instagram and seeing all these kids, 26 year olds, getting out of Ferraris and Lamborghinis and helicopters and running about, and you're thinking, "Well, I'm 27. I've not got a Lamborghini." Mm. And now I feel like shit. This stuff's terrible. It's and terrible this, isn't mate, it? mate, this is why you end up unraveling. Yeah, we end up unraveling because we're focused on someone else. And I say this: there's a reason that racehorses wear blinkers. Yeah, blinkers, yeah. They don't care about yeah. the
1: competition. Do you know what's interesting? I haven't watched the. Oh, I it's not interesting. I haven't watched the news in 20 months. I don't want anything going into my mind to stop my mind being creative. I don't want any neg going in. Even though I've been on Instagram for... I don't go flicking through and Get see it. what else is doing. I don't Get care. It? Get it? Because I don't want anything going into Get my it? mind because <laughs> it stops me being having this wonderful creative happy mind instead of being caught up with negative thoughts. I said that about you naivety know? as well.
0: Mm. You know that naivety that actually you'd be better. I'd rather be happy and, and uninformed Same. than happy. Uh, sorry, unhappy and miserable. Same. And mate. this is what goes on when everything was popping off. Uh, you know, twenty months ago. Right and like you know the BLM stuff was going on there. At one point, I'm watching all these riots globally, and mm. a guy having
1: his head knee mm. on and all that, and I'm like, "What is going on What's here?" I've got nuts, my own pressure it? going on. Yeah. I've got me a bit. Pfft. Just I want to. I just want to roll back a bit here, Brad, because this might relate to a lot of people. All the pressures that you had mm. going on in your life, externally, internally, business pressure with business, paying bills, yeah, all yeah. the stuff that comes with it. What could you tell someone who's going through that at the moment? Hmm. That all problems have a worse before date, right? Say that again.
0: All problems have a worst before date. Explain. Think about it. You know, you go and buy a, a piece of meat, it's got a best before date. Yes. Right? All problems have a worse before. Okay. They yeah. get easier. Yeah. Look at my life. Look at what that terrible thing that happened. Chapter two, get off your ass too. That terrible thing that happened means that I'm here today. That terrible thing. That, and if you've got to understand that every single decision that your audience has ever made in their entire life, entire life has brought them to this podcast. Yeah. Just think about how profound that is. So me getting shot at in Manchester, yeah. moved me to Somerset, you starting your business off, you going on Clubhouse, me going on Clubhouse, us two hitting it off. Yeah. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah. So everything happens for a reason, even any situation that you're in right now, it's happened for the reason. And I always ask this question, what is the learning here? And also this, what does this make possible? Get a piece of paper, with everything that's going on, what does this make possible? I'm going to give you another piece of advice that will change everything for you. You know, if you think you've got problems in your life, try sitting on a bacon slicer. Mm. Is it worse yet? Is mm. it worse yet? Mm. Is it worse yet? It can always be worse. And what I want you to do is grab a piece of paper and write at the top, what does this make possible? And just look at your situation and what it makes possible. It makes possible for a fresh start. It makes possible to go back and do things differently, whatever. And then what I want you to do is that big problem that you're dealing with right now, I want you to write it on the bottom of a piece of paper. So the big problem I'm dealing with
1: is boom. And then so for example, go. a business owner, the big problem that I'm dealing with right now for a business owner listening out there might be they've got t- £10,000 worth of staff costs right. per month to pay right. yep. and they're finding it very difficult to pay that. Mm-hmm. They're getting more and more debt yep. but they've got the pride that they don't want to um, close the business down because <coughs> of what everyone else is thinking about yeah. them. Why are they, what would you suggest for these business owners to do? So it could be worse. And you go, well, how could it be worse, Brad? It could be £10,001,
0: 10002 10003 mm. But what you need to do is do something. See, pebbles in shoes don't magic the way out. Mm. Decisions don't get any easier the longer you leave them. Mm. So, what I do is this, is this is something that I taught Bentley, right? Bentley Global, they're right? it? in it, price. Bentley as
1: in the car brand, yeah, Bentley, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So, I spoke with uh, the training global. Anyway, whatever. This is, this is uh, what I taught them, and they use this mm. to make decisions. When it comes to making decisions, where we end up in our life is a direct result of our decisions. Mm. Would you agree with that? Mm. Right? On occasion, stuff comes our way, Mm. which is out of our control. That, COVID, whatever. Right? But ultimately, it's how you handle those decisions. Now, when it comes to making a decision, have you got a decision to make right now? Yes, no, I'm not going to get you on the decision specific, but have you got a decision that you need to make? No. (laughs) Right, because you clear your desk. Yeah. Right? and this is what happens clear my mind right but this is what happens is that people don't so they end up well I don't want to make that decision because uh, in that situation I don't want to let anyone go Mm. right so you don't let anyone go now you're carrying it's now your problem and now that problem's not going away Mm. pebbling shoe doesn't go away when it comes to making decisions this is what we do as a as a management team something like that I call 24 24 24 I will make a decision in 24 seconds Brad you want to come on the podcast boom in right if I couldn't make a decision i'd re- revisit in twenty four minutes if i couldn't make a decision, then I'd revisit it in twenty four hours if after twenty four hours I can't make a decision, I just made a decision yeah. next. That is how I live my life because yeah. there's no correlation between time spent on a decision and it being correct mm. like this is like psychology today magazine. Mm. I read that right that there's no correlation, so some people ah <clears throat> it's like a uh, footballer right goalkeeper you know. It could be Premier League or it could be Sunday League. Doesn't make no difference. Once a year they'll have a nutmeg where just devastated. It happens, it is all part of the game. So when it comes to life and where you end up is a direct result of your decisions, good ones and bad ones. One more success, make better decisions. But I can't because I'm scared I'm scared of and I say to people, you need to make a decision because if you don't make that decision, the decision will be made for you. Yeah.
1: And it will only grow. Only. Yeah. And this is what happened here. Yeah.
0: I wasn't dealing with stuff. I wasn't dealing with the decisions when that weren't to When you were dealing with stuff,
1: were you just suppressing it? Were you putting it to one side, hopefully that a deal one day and it was just building and building until it exploded? Um,
0: the longer you run, the weaker you become, mm. right? So I was, had a million fronts to fight, mm. right? So you can put a lamp on this desk or you can put a laser on it. Mm. I had a million fronts. Yeah. So it didn't make no odds. I was, you know, knowing what I know now, I would have avoided that situation because as it starts forming and dealing with it, like we just talked about a second ago, back in the day, it wasn't that I was avoiding. It wasn't that I was avoiding. It was that I had sheer wall of decisions because of decisions Mm. that were coming my way. Mm. That
1: was what caused me the problems. What feelings were you feeling before you officially had a nervous breakdown? Great question. So, can't sensibly think,
0: dominated with... Um, I won't say anxiety because I don't think that's, that, that was never me. I think what we end up doing is we end up trying to tough it out mm. as a man, mm. right? Tough it out. And that's what I was, I, was, I was going through. And there comes a point, I call it, oh, there you go, <clears throat> in one of the books actually, I call it Jenga. So it's like my life was like a game of Jenga. Yeah. And what happens in life and business nowadays, it's all about moving fast. So what ends up happening is you and know, I had a Jenga board, you've got one in there. Yeah. You know, if I said to you, go and build that Jenga board as fast as you could, it would end up being wobbly. If yeah. I said to you, take your time mm. with that. So rather than saying do it fast, yeah. I said, look, do the b- Build the blocks nicely. Right? Yeah. And that's the difference. Mm. And that's what my life was like. I'd built this too fast. Mm. You know, I, I'm a guy who never had a pot to
1: piss in. Mm. Now all of a sudden I've got access to anything that I want. Pfft, crazy situation. So what were those feelings you felt? <laughs> um did you have tight chest leading up to it? Were you drinking? Were you using no, at no, no, all or no, no, anything? No, no, or? no, 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 no. But what 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 I was doing is I was. Um, when did it come on top? You realised was, was this feeling for six months leading up to it? And you went boom! I've just that's it.
0: Let me let me let me tell you about
1: twenty months ago. Yeah,
0: and the reason I say that is because we move on to to before
1: cool, well, no, now, no, what? now. What? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And the reason was it was after that.
1: Yeah. But I'd, uh, what year did you write this fourth book?
0: 2015. 15, okay. So 2015. I'm just going to talk about this COVID situation mm. 20 months ago, because yep. I ended up burning out 20 months ago. So even though I've done it yeah. and been through this, this has been relentless, Yes. right? Relentless. And I, if I said to you, and I want you to be dead straight now, from the outset, how long do you think that this, when they said Boris and all that, going to cause it in March the 15th, how long did you think in your mind's eye it was going to be shut for, like, you know, lockdown?
1: Oh, right, okay. Let's guess. No, I know exactly, because my festival was in May, mm. and we'd sold out. So we had to make a decision of moving our Bournemouth Sevens Festival from May. We moved it to August. Right. And, it, you know, it takes a lot of hard work. You've got to tell over <laughs> 30,000 p- punters. You've got to take the police, the council, mm. the licence. You've got to tell the venue. We thought August would be safe. We'll be fine. Right. So this was Boris spoke. I remember Boris spoke on the 23rd of March. Mm. I watched the news that day. Mm. We had to move our festival, which was two months later. We moved it to August, which gave us another 100 days dangly carrot to get through it. I thought we'd be fine.
0: So the reason I asked you that yeah. is that me as my management team thought it was going to be three months tops. Tops. Mm. As of today, we're around 617 days That's in. right, 600 days, isn't right? it? Yeah. Not that anyone's counting. Yeah. But right. we're, thinking, we're thinking, what, 100 days? Oh, make tops. Yeah. So so my national network, yeah. up and down the country, hundreds of groups, Ah, three months we'll be able to tough it out. We took it online so networkcentral.biz. We took it online, yeah. to, to to do networking online. However, what ended up happening is you know, three months and I'm working like a dog, yeah, right? Like, because you're
1: you're, you're 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 we're in the same business, yeah, we're putting I'm on, on events. It's about people, it's about people buying tickets to your events. Correct. All of a sudden, you've got 5,000 events each year across the country come to a standstill. But
0: it's worse than that because I've got those teams. I've got teams of seven hundred and fifty around the UK. They're all looking to me for answers. Yeah. Right? I've got no answers. Mm. But yeah, I've got I'm being looked at as a leader to have the answers. Yeah. So bottom line is anyway, I end up um, burning out and up redlining.
1: That's probably the best way to describe it. Are we talking here burning out just before the Boris spoke or around that time? No,
0: no, no, we're talking like six months after.
1: Six months after, yeah, 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 yeah. So, you're talking like July, August uh, yeah. 2020. There's a, there's a
0: blog on my thinking about it, okay. I'll get the exact date you heard, But the, the bottom line was, yeah, yeah, tough. So, so this is the thing you know, we normally have coping mechanisms, yeah. right? So, in the olden days, before all this popped off, is I'd go to the gym for four days yeah. a week, uh, go to the gym, listen to me drum and bass, have a rabbit with my mate driving yeah. back, bosh done. That's now gone, yeah. Now, all of a sudden, now you've got the, your money's gone, boom, yeah. So, now you've got your, your wife shitting herself. Yeah. Now you've got people looking to me, and I've, you see, so the yeah. whole thing was And like, the gyms um, were closed. Right. For your, so your coping mechanism's gone, your, yeah. right? So your coping mechanism's gone. Everyone's worried about... Da, 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 da. I've got... Yeah, just, ever. So I ended up... This is true. So the first ever... When they did the break of the lockdown thing, whatever it was, the first one, and you could have your family over and all that.
1: When, when, roughly what month was that? That's a look online, mate. In, yeah. I had to look online, yeah, but yeah,
0: yeah. <coughs> so I can't even remember. But whenever it was, I got my mum down the day before that, that thing, because my mum was like, so my mum sent me four.
1: Was she, she up north?
0: No, she's in with some, you, right? She okay. moved down as well, brilliant. Okay, so she's down there, but I'm the only one. Look, so I'm, I can't see mum for six months. She's in her, in her house and doo-doo-doo. So I got her over. <clears throat> she came over for the evening. And we're all keeping distance and yeah. this, that, and the other. Next day, I dropped her off, two o'clock in the afternoon. And I had her lie down on my bed and I couldn't move. I've now started shaking. And mm. I don't know if you've ever seen like World War One footage when you're a mm. kid over, or some of shell shocks. You're like, why is he, you yeah. know, the wall's over, Why is he like that? Yeah. And all of a sudden that was it. I started sweating. Wow. Sweating the back was sweating. Sweating. Like, you know, if you've done a proper high yeah. intensity workout for an hour, that. Yeah. Like straight away. I'm shaking. Goes to the toilet. Goes to the toilet. And it would take me three seconds to walk to the toilet normally. Fifteen seconds. Yeah. I'm like an old man. And I couldn't move. My wife said, Do You want a cup of tea? I went. Do you want a drink? Yeah, this was this was whatever. So so I'm mentally strong right, as a fortitude, but somewhere along the way, I think you're always a little bit vulnerable after you've had a some a bit of a thing you never spread on. But here's the thing with all this, and this is what I try to say to people: you know, you can burn yourself out. One of the things that I've realised right now is there's no fire, and I'm in a position right now where I am taking it easier yeah. because if you think about uh, this whole, you know. We thought ninety days, right? Six hundred whatever it is, yeah. six hundred days now. So it's like it's a whole lot longer yeah. than that. Than 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 that. So we, you imagine being a boxer. You're preparing for a twelve round fight. Yeah. You get to twelve rounds and you go, "Are we uh, thinking? Are we, are we, is the match over?" Well, you got to keep going. Keep going. Round five hundred, right? Yeah. And, and nobody knows when it's going to end. Yeah. So so the problem is you got, and I realized I'm going. Why am I like this? Mm. I'm going. Why am I like this? And I realized something. That actually, what had happened is. I was tired mm. and I'm a motivational speaker I've got my own mentoring group and stuff and my my intent is to motivate and inspire mm. my guys mm. they're looking to me and I've got listen we're going to get through this yeah. for these three months six months you do that and you go okay now now we still gotta go and
1: I, you, do you see what I'm saying yeah. I prepared for a three-month three fight and now I'm like bum people out in the country at the moment in the UK mm. who've got their own businesses how have they been affected mate <laughs> Mate, mate. How have mate, they been affected? Mate. How have people in the UK been affected who have run their own business through this whole twenty odd months mentally? Mate, trust me. So I I've got thousands of members. Because you're speaking first handy of what's happened. I've seen friends of mine in businesses who've been running their businesses and I've seen a different friend. In the Sh- last three, everyone. four months. Shaped everyone. Shapes it has, it. hasn't it? But, but here's the thing with it,
0: right, Dean, is that <clears throat> everyone's got a level, front and off bum, 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 bum I'm bum. fine,
1: I'm fine, I'm fine. You okay? Yeah, I'm cool, I'm fine. Is your business going Yeah, on? yeah it's fine, it's good, it's the right. it's, best it's been, best right. month i I know full well these friends of mine, I get it. their businesses aren't I get fine. It. So what's happened is we've become
0: islands. So when it sort of popped off, we kind of retreated to our house. Go and get the telly, eBay, yep. go and get the computer games, whatever. Yep. Go and get a load of posh food delivered from Ocado. Yep. Sorry, other brands are available, middle class now, <laughs> right? But, you know, you, we, we all went into our little bunkers. Hmm. We'll be all right. It's only going to be three months. Yeah. We're in our bunkers now. Yeah. We're in our bunkers now. Yeah. And the problem is, is that everyone's still in the bunker mentally. Yes, They've not come out, right? So you go out to Sevens. Great night, great weekend, yeah. you go back to home, but you're still in your bunker. Yeah. This is my mission. This is what I'm trying to do right now. Not at the expense of my own mental, mental yeah. health and yeah. whatever, but I'm trying to say to people, look, Do not go into tomorrow being day 618. Go into tomorrow's day one because we've all become islands. Mm. We've all withdrawn Mm. on ourselves mentally, emotionally, financially, spiritually, in every way and form. Everyone's been affected, but the problem is everyone's fronting off. I was talking to some uh, some guys who are into promotions and so forth, and you'll understand the numbers here. You know, they've been in business for over 10 years, and they have these events and raves that get 1,000 people there. Mm. Last week, 300. Yeah. Right, so what's going on there? Yeah. Same promotion that you used to do. What's going on? Where are the 700 people? And I think that people are, yeah, you know, we're all bullish, yeah, but they're not. So, this is, I think, this is a almost like a ticking time bomb mm-hmm. right now. I think there's a lot of people go back to this mental health yeah. is all stacked off. Yeah. So, now you go and put it in there. The wife's not emptied the dishwasher, now all of a sudden it's kicking off it. Yeah. bum, right? And it was actually only dishwasher, but you see, the whole yeah. thing has just expanded and expanded. And I think it's, you know, what you've got to do is you've got to put your own oxygen mask on before you help other people yeah. because I've seen this as well is that when I go talk about these islands that people have gone into the islands is that um, they've withdrawn and they've got nothing to give. Mm. The reality is, so you might ring your powers, everything, yeah, yeah, all right, mate, because they don't want to put, they don't want to tell you that actually I'm struggling right yeah, now. Yeah. Right? They don't want to say that <laughs> because they actually don't want to put
1: on you because you're an island as well. Yeah. And you've had your own challenges. Or they, or they not necessarily they don't want to put it on you, Maybe it's the front they don't want to be seen hmm. to be looking weak. You're right. a man, you should man up. Why are you dealing, you know, crack on with it. Da, da, da. But actually, there's a lot of Mate. there's a lot of men. There's a lot of men who are boys inside wearing men's clothes at the moment, oh, walking around. 100%. And I'm seeing it. And I'm seeing it with fresh. And I've been I have got friends who've committed suicide. Right. Hanging themselves. Get it. And these people from the front, you would never know. Right, and this is what you I... You would never know. Mm. It doesn't matter if they're wealthy or not wealthy. I'm not going to say if they been wealthy it. or not wealthy. Sure. It doesn't matter if they're happy in marriage with a beautiful couple of kids. Of da, da, da. They've all made that decision. And what I'm noticing now is not just in my circle, but circles around me, I'm hearing the same thing. Men are hanging themselves and Mate. committing suicide. Mate. Oh, listen, and this is the bit... And the...
0: this is scary stuff. Because you can't run from your head, mm. and the problem is, as a man you're supposed to be tough. As a man you're supposed to be strong. You're going to supposed to be a provider. I've got friends of mine that are not providers anymore. So you're going to take that off the table. That once their identity was around them being the provider for the family, yeah. and now they're not a provider for the yeah. family, and now they're popping off because they they've got no money and they can't empty their thing. It, the thing. Yeah. The whole thing is just it, listen. This is a little byproduct that no one clocked, yeah. right? No one clocked when you've got a guy like me, mm. right? Who let's be quite clear, mentally fortitude, I'm all right, yeah. right? And actually, I had a wobble,
1: yeah.
0: right? Proper wobble, yeah. and I will tell you something. One of the things that I spoke to a mate of mine is a um, uh, bodybuilder, and he was into stands or physiology, and he said you, that's why they call it a nervous breakdown. He go, I don't get it. Yeah. Your nervous system has gone. He had a similar one. He'd bench press like 230k, whatever yeah. nonsense. He had one of these. And all of a sudden, he's now struggling to get over 50 or whatever it yeah. was. And he's like, What's going on here? It's all connected. Yeah. So, emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, it's all connected. Spiritually. And even, yeah. And yeah. A, But then also, sometimes you can almost get survivor's remorse because I'm all right. And you're thinking, Why I don't get? Why is everyone else's business is popping off? <laughs> yeah. And yet, so it's, it's been a challenging time for everyone. And I think yeah. that what people need to do, and this is, you know, people focused on one of the things that, that I've recognized is there's no rush now. Yeah. To go and build back the 5,000 groups. True. That took me time to do that. And I'm asking myself a question is that the way forward? Or do I get this blank piece of paper and go, okay, what does networking, business networking in the UK, what does that look like now post pandemic? Blah, 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 and this is where I'm at with my network central thing. So, you know, my life has changed massively as a result of this COVID thing. But I believe, as, and I can, I can get warmth from this, when I look at the worst day of my life, which was yeah. January the 2nd, 1995. And I look at it and I think, best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. And you think, oh, come on. I am telling you right now, yeah. best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Pfft, getting shot at? That yeah. makes no sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Brad, I've really enjoyed this Likewise. conversation, mate. Really enjoyed it. Mm. I thank you for your honesty, because <laughs> this is pure honesty. Anyone <laughs> listening out there, go and check out Brad's books. Get Off Your ass one. Get Off Your ass two. Life Business Just Got Easier. And his last book, Now What? This is a man who speaks sense. He's been there and got the T-shirt. Brad, thoroughly enjoyed this, mate.
0: Thank you, friend. Likewise. Yeah. Like I say, and if anyone's on that networking stuff, support or support you, that networkcentral.biz, whatever your business is, do have a look. We've got an online community, and like I say, we're rebuilding, and I'm really honest about that. We're rebuilding. Yeah. But I think the opportunity is for us all to rebuild differently.
1: In our own time. No rush. You're a star, mate. Thank you, friend. Good man. Cheers, man. Cheers, Brad. <laughs>